Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast dropping your trick-or-treat bag every other week. Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And today we talk about the mind fuck that is 1982's, or 1981? 81. Possession. 1981's Possession. Yes. Blaze's... 1981's <laughs> Possession. What are Blaze's favorite films? No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> he loves it. Um... And, of course, everything else that comes with the normal episode as well. Uh, there'll be some video game shit, and there'll be some uh, mythology shit. And, uh... But what's really important <laughs> is this very, very intellectual, mm-hmm. maybe, <laughs> movie. Depends who you ask. Depends who you ask, yes. It's, uh... Yeah, we'll get into it later. Yes. But first, how are you, buddy? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Just training at work, and it's new stuff, learning a lot. Uh, What about you? I'm hungover. Okay. (laughs) I'm pretty hungover, so not super hungover, but uh, pretty hungover. Uh, Yeah. We, I remember last night you were saying, let's record around like 10, 30, 11. And I was like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> no. Even though I was up at that time. You were? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I'll let him sleep. Yeah. I was up around 11. But uh, yeah, we had a little get together last night. Uh, threw a little shindig at the, uh, at the bowling, bowling alley. alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for a bunch of my coworkers, it kind of snowballed from an earlier idea. And just kind of turned this thing that where we had a whole bunch of people in the VIP at the bowling alley. And then we went bar hopped after that. And it was really fun, a good turnout. But I, uh, I drank quite a bit. So <laughs> I'm a little sluggish today. My mind isn't firing on all cylinders, which uh, whenever you watch a movie like Possession, you want your mind to be firing on all cylinders. And that did not happen. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my mind was firing fine. But the movie was not. <laughs> you just... You just don't get it, man. I don't think I do get it. You just I think don't get it, man. I mean, it could be one of those movies. Somebody eventually in the future is going to be like, "Oh, well, did you notice this scene and what that means?" Well, That's they already like, have been doing that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying it's going to take somebody to say that to me and it click. Yeah, right. And I'll be like, "Oh my god, that is a great movie." Yeah. But right now, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm very in the. I don't have any fucking clue what I think about it. Yes. At all. Okay. But we'll get that in a bit, though. Yeah. But, uh... Well, you brought it up again. Fuck you. <laughs> get, get out of here. Um, yeah, we, uh... Did you watch anything new since we last recorded? I will... Uh, we both did. Yes. We both watched Hellbenders. We did. And, uh, not good. I was not a fan. No, it's not good. Uh, uh it's a new... Original on Shutter. It, it came a, out last year, though. Early last year. Uh, to film festivals. It got released to public this year. Yeah, it was done. Yeah. It was not a fun movie. It was... Uh, it's a folk horror film about this girl that lives in isolation with her mom in a... What? Like a just a house in the middle of the woods? On a mountain. On a mountain. Yep. And there's nobody around. 
and finds out that her mom is a witch, and that she's a witch too, and it's not very good. <laughs> no. Um, the trailer looks amazing. Yeah. And it had every right to be good, but I mean, it was not. Every movie does. It was not. Every movie has every right to be good, but a lot of Blaze and Rocky say, don't waste your fucking time. Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. The dialogue is so badly written. On it, it is like, really bad. Everything is just so badly written. Um, and it's something I've been noticing with a lot of these Shutter originals. Like, the dialogue is always so awkwardly written and delivered. It's just so strange. It's like every one of those Shutter original movies, so many of them at least, it, it's like the same problem. The same problem with that fucking other movie I talked about. Uh Slap face. Oh, slap Just face, like, who's man. writing this dialogue? Like, like, the dialogue is always so weird in it. But anyways, yeah. It, same thing with Hellbender. It, yeah. It's it, it's just has a shit pace. I just wasn't into it. I I don't recommend it. It has like an 80-some percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody else seems to That makes it. no sense. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, What else? Oh, it's all the Batman. You said you liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I saw it at a midnight screening after like going downtown. Nothing's going on. I'm like, I'm going to go see this at 12 o'clock. And so I went and saw it at 12 o'clock. The movie's three hours long. Damn. The movie's two hours and 56 minutes. No, thank you. Uh, it doesn't feel like it, though. But it's really good. It's um, uh, I like its interpretation of Batman way more than Christopher Nolan. Because I think that Christopher Nolan has a real shit take on who Bruce Wayne and Batman are which people would probably definitely disagree with me and if you want to hear what my take is on it send in an email and <laughs> we may do a little bonus episode of me just completely shitting on Christopher Nolan's Batman films okay I'll help <laughs> you, but you legitimately don't like those films yeah pretty much <laughs> I, I, I like the first two but I, I find his I find here here's here's the gist. He makes a Batman, a Bruce Wayne that is not Batman more than he is Batman. <laughs> right. Like those three films take place over like let me see 18. Let's say let's say 10 years because we'll I'll be generous and say that the first two movies take place over 2 years, which I I think it only takes place over like a year, a few months. And then there's an 8 year gap between the second and third film. Right? And then, spoilers, at the end of the third film, he retires from being Batman. So, and in between the second and third film, he's just quits being Batman. And two and three, all he's doing is complaining about not wanting to be Batman. That's all Bruce Wayne does. He just whines about not wanting to be Batman for three fucking films. <laughs> I just want to be rich and not do anything like all yeah. the other rich for, people. For some reason, it feels like, for some reason... He thinks that, oh, well, in the second movie, I could stop being Batman because Harvey Dent's about to be in office. You know, an elected official. He'll change <laughs> yeah, everything. He'll change it. it. It's like his only focus like, oh, well, the mob will be gone. So, like, no problems anymore in Gotham City. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, honestly. Your parents were killed by a mugger. <laughs> with all the effort you put into crime fighting, if you took all your fucking money and started putting it into the the bad income communities, that would probably stop a lot of your fucking crime. That, that's something that's been coming up more in the comics, from what I understand, recently, is that people are, like, trying to take it from that angle now, where it's like, why isn't he just, like, spending his money on, like, 
like cleaning up the city if he's like a billionaire. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, I'd rather beat people up. Yeah, right. Um, I'm like, God damn it, Bezos. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, if you're interested in hearing more of my take on it, send us a message. We'll go through a whole thing why I think the Christopher Nolan movies are kind of overrated as Batman films. Even though I think they're, I, I like those first two a lot, and I, I think they're really well-crafted films. Uh, I have a lot of problems with it. But this new Batman film is... Uh, I, I really liked it, man. I mean, Matt Reeves, and, uh, Matt Reeves made a more comic, faithful adaptation. But the movie is just Batman doing a lot of detective work. It, there's a lot of, like, 1970s, like, crime film influence. So you can definitely see, like... The French Connection or Clute or, you know, Taxi Driver kind of influence on this movie and how it kind of works out. And, of course, the movie's also complete David Fincher worship. Like, it's hard not to see how much how much Seven uh, influenced uh, the new Batman film. But I really liked it. I thought it was good. I think Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, and Paul Dano all did amazing. I think that Jeffrey Wright makes an amazing Captain Gordon. Um, or Detective Gordon now, I think he's commissioner yet in the film. Because still like the early years of Batman's career. But I really, really liked it. And there's a lot of horror elements in it also. Because it's like, you know, the Riddler's more like a serial killer in this and stuff. And it's mm. dark also. Like, I mean, they really push. I don't think it was rated R. But they pushed that PG-13 rating pretty hard. Because, uh, they, they, I mean, they hit their fuck limit. You're allowed to say, like, fuck twice in a I PG-13. Once. once or twice. Yeah. Because um, they, they had that they scene and be cool about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, too. <laughs> He's like, I can, you can say it only one time. Really? Yeah. I say, fuck that. And that's like the only time they say it in the movie. And you're like, oh, wow, they're so clever. Like, really? what a great joke. You don't get the joke until the end of the movie. What a fantastic fucking joke. <laughs> the first movie's way better. Get Shorty is a really good one. But uh, Be Cool is... Be cool's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, having John Travolta tell Steven Tyler what <laughs> about the, the song Steven Tyler wrote, he's like, "Yeah, I guess you're right about my song." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I think you actually made this about your kids." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Well, man, I can no. believe, how, how recently did you watch this movie? I completely forgot." I've about seen. That. I saw it in theaters, and uh, it, I did it's, too. I did it too. is molded into my mind for some reason. I saw the movie theaters also, but I don't remember that part at all. <laughs> yeah, he like he was like, "I think this is why you wrote Sweet Emotion." Da, da, da. <laughs> Except there's John Travolta, so he's like, "Oh yeah, oh god, like, hey, boy, I think you wrote Sweet Emotion." And then Steven Tyler's like, "Wow, it's <laughs> a great idea. That's so true." <laughs> We're not worthy. <laughs> um, yeah, so The Batman. Check it out. Or don't. It's a superhero movie. You can take it or leave it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, pretty good. also watched... Well, I started... Well, I'll talk about the next episode because I haven't finished it yet, but uh, I started watching Fresh. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've interrupted you during it twice. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> to jerk off to that movie each time, and you kept on coming here, and I wasn't able to come... At all. <laughs> nope. No, no. But yeah, fresh. Uh, really good so far. I like it a lot. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it. It's a new movie on Hulu. I'll talk about it once I finish the last... You know, I've got like 30 minutes left. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been nice at the, the house the past couple of days because it's been bringing up Scream again. And now that Paige has watched it yeah. and wants to talk about it, it's like, yeah, you know... 
It really is well done. I like I like the new I really screen. like the new screen. Yeah, it's like so, the new screen. I, uh, it just says what it is, and then it gives it to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very faithful to the rest of the franchise and everything. I feel like rewatching. I need to rewatch it now. Yeah, but, uh, I I watched most of it again with her, and I was like, man, this is still fun. Like, yeah, it's still fun. Yeah. But um, anything else? Anything else you watch? Or I'm trying to think. Um. <laughs> okay well i guess that brings us we had to talk about it we had to talk about possession yeah so roll the uh barely existent trailer yeah uh just a heads up if you want to uh, skip forward by two minutes uh of complete and utter nonsense go ahead trailers <laughs> i guess it's fucking trailer time as much as you like but it's you who wants to know things for me so please make it possible So yes, Andrzej Zalowski's 1981 film, Possession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I hope you like that trailer, fuckers. <laughs> it's a, a lot of silence and a lot of... Uh, Screaming? <laughs> I will say, I think Heinrich is my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, he's... Uh, he is quite the character. So, all right. Well, what's Possession? He's like an artsy Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of. He's just going around <laughs> like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of is. Um, so, Possession is a 1981 psychological horror film directed and co-written by N.J. Zalowski, a uh, Polish director. I'm going to let you explain this one. God damn and it. I'm going to eat a <laughs> handful of almonds God while you do it. it. <laughs> Fuck you, please. <laughs> uh, the, the movie is about... Uh, uh, it stars Sam Neill and Isabel Ajani as a married couple. They're going through problems. Uh, you could say that. Sam Neill <laughs> is a spy, and he's back from doing a mission. He's been away on missions for a while um, and only been visiting his family here and there. He's uh, uh, tells his his boss says that he doesn't want to work with him anymore because he wants to focus on his family. Little does he know that his wife, Anna, played by Isabel Adjani, has been having an affair um, where they, they sleep together and there's just nothing there. And he knows that something's up. And they have a son together, Bob, who lives with them, of course, because um, he's a child. <laughs> so that's so his kids normally do. <laughs> that's how they do. <laughs> yeah. um, even though... 
uh, uh, as I call it, Isabel, Anna just leaves him at home. She just leaves him the fuck at home and goes and fucks this guy named Heinrich, who is, who, who she's cucking, uh, who, uh, Mark is getting cucked by. I like how in the yeah. description of the IMDb, yeah. the, the, the synopsis of the movie actually says, and his wife is out cuckolding him. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah, he's getting cuckolded. IMDb, you should rate this rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Mark is slowly going insane, or maybe he's crazy. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is out of their fucking mind. Every single yeah. person. I, I don't know uh, if, I guess his purpose, it's on purpose. So, Anna is like, Literally possessed by basically a Lovecraftian fuck monster. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> That's what's um, happening. There's... Yeah, it only takes about an hour and a half of the movie to get to that point. No, it's just an hour. You see it at first thing. You're just like, wait, what is that thing? And then it kills somebody. Or she kills somebody. But, yes, there, there is. So she's, she's seeing this guy, but she's acting weird. It's not Heinrich. She's actually having an affair as well with some type of creature, some tentacle monster. She's fucking it. <laughs> and Where it came from? Nobody knows. Not explained. Is it even real? Or is it just like... I mean, I, I guess it's real because people see it. <laughs> a lot of people see it. But there's a lot of... Uh, there's controversy over, like, is it actually just, you know, a reflection of what... Mark's going through in his mind and everything. But the movie starts out as a very, very um, messy divorce film. Um, there are, it is, the, the uh, NJ Zalowski was going through a divorce at the time, or just been through a divorce from uh, an actress that he's married to for a while. Um, he was obviously trying to paint her in a very positive light. <laughs> yeah. Of course, clearly. <laughs> He's like, I still love her. She's still a great person. I'm happy it was amicable. But she's a giant whore who fucks <laughs> demons. He was going through a very bad depression at the time. He wrote this. Uh, I'm a good man. This. <laughs> I'm the best man. I am a very Even good though I man. yell and beat up my wife Once. in the movie. <laughs> Once, and... Sam Needle apologized for me. Yeah, <laughs> what a great guy, that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was going through a big, big, deep depression in this film. Um, Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny both said that this was extremely emotionally and physically taxing for both of them to do. Um, Isabella tried to commit suicide after shooting this film. Why? <laughs> because of the emotional stress of doing all the subject material and having to, like, the places she had to go to act it out. Was she was the director like an asshole or something? No, apparently he was. He's, no, he was. He was very understanding and all that stuff. It's just the material. Like, like look at know, the fucking movie. It, <laughs> it's, it's it's some pretty heavy. Yes, stuff. it would be very good for the movie <laughs> yeah, if you killed yeah. yourself. Well, like you know, there's a there's this famous scene in the movie, or like one of the most popular scenes from this film is in a subway tunnel where. The uh, she completely has like a breakdown where she's like spills milk all over herself and she's having complete like she's writhing around and like on the ground and stuff and then the next shot is yeah her having like a very graphic miscarriage uh, where she's bleeding out of her shoulder 
shoulder and vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and there's just like milk pouring over and shit. It was a very creamy up, miscarriage. Up, you know, it, was, it was fucking crazy. But uh but they, they shot that scene twice. Like she got it the first time, but it like it was twenty degrees where they had to shoot it and they had to have her do it and it's like he didn't want to have to retake it, but they have to. Like you have to, you should take two takes so you, just in case something happens, you know, at the lab and the, the you know at the lab. Yeah, if, if the lab gets you know, fucks the film up, then you have to have like a backup. So yeah. they had to take it twice, but apparently he didn't want to take it twice. So, um, yeah, it was very taxing for everybody to do this film. And you can kind of see why when you watch this movie was kind of hard to find for a long time. Uh, nobody had put out proper DVD in America for it. And why? Uh, <laughs> I like this movie. I think this movie is, is very um, – if you like David Lynch <laughs> – this is very Lynchian. This is like you aren't going to get any answers about anything. It's very it's ex- excessively artsy, and I think the best thing is like if David Lynch directed The Brood. <laughs> That's how I would describe it, because The Brood was like a very cutting like take on David Cronenberg working through a divorce as well, and it was a body horror film, and so this is like a psychological body horror film like on a david lynch kind of level um everybody like i said is acting super insane insane every person is over the fucking top at all times like yeah, nobody acts like a normal person in this movie not even the kid like nobody is like a normal person in this film <laughs> the kid the kid at the end of the movie is my favorite scene of the kid <laughs> oh my god which like, one what part uh, is it alright to spoil it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't open the door! Oh, yeah. Don't open Then he just drowns himself in a bathtub. Because uh, that's how it works. How yeah, it. you just turn over face down and you'll die. Yeah, you'll just, like, you just die. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Mark is trying to investigate stuff. Um, it starts off as a pretty straightforward, like... Oh, I'm gonna go and we'll confront the lover. I'm gonna try to get my wife back and all this stuff. And but he's being completely fucking insane about everything, and she's being insane also. I mean, enough to where like people aren't acting normal at all. There's a scene where she tries to cut her neck open with a turkey carver. Yep. Um, and then he stops her, wraps her up, and then he goes into the kitchen and starts cutting his arms with it. Slowly. Slowly. And like nobody react either, neither react to it. And They're he's not like, possessed. She's she's possessed. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Everybody just acts so fucking weird. It's like it's like a nightmare. The whole movie is like this. Yeah, nightmare. it's like a fever dream. It's yeah, like a the fever whole dream. film is like a fever dream on levels of like you know like David Lynch or or if you watch like a Carnival of Souls or like uh what's that Louis Benwell film the one he did with uh the short Louis Benwell and. Uh, Dolly did Unchained Andalou. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is like a fever dream. Like something like that. It's like a complete like psychological like, kind of like, oh, God, what is that when that other French, well, no, this is Polish, but the, the actress is French. Um, I'm trying to think of that other French movie that's like a fever dream that came out recently. Not recently, but. Came out recently? Like a few years ago. Uh, at a dance hall. And they all start. Oh, fucking uh, 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 Climax. Climax, yeah. Man, thank you. Okay, yeah. moving on. As a guess for no? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Which I know is fucking crazy also. But Yeah, um, it is pretty fucking weird yeah. movie. Uh, but sure. Uh, yeah, it, so it, it, it just kind of devolves more and more. But the movie's just crazy the whole way through. And so Mark starts hiring private investigators to be like, hey, I want to figure out what the fuck is my wife doing? Because Heinrich doesn't know where she is. Either. Either. And Heinrich, why do you like Heinrich, please? Oh, my God. Like, he is just... It's like he's, like, partially drunk dancing every time he's talking to somebody. <laughs> yes, the love triangle that we have opened is very disgusted. It is hard to take control of it. He's just slapping the walls, and he's spinning around, like, trying to have this normal conversation. And like, ah, I just don't understand why you would like me. And he's like, oh, I do like you. I do like you. And he's like, ah, oh, und good. <laughs> he's excessively eccentric. Yeah, yeah. like he meets him and he's like, I, you have questions for me. And he just like unbuttons his shirt and puts his hand on his chest. What did you want to talk about? And I guess, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, then he, then he graphically tells him he's fucking his wife. Yeah, he's like, uh, we are in such harmony. Like, you would, <laughs> you would be like, wow, he fucked my wife so good. <laughs> Mark is like, can we not? Yeah, he's like, please, like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, you know. Yogi kind of like spiritualist kind of guy where he's like, oh, yeah. I go to India and I do shrooms and all kinds of shit. And his mom lives with him. Yeah. He's like, do you fuck her while your mom's here? And he's like, yeah. So he's of course like, I do. Where, where else are <laughs> you going to go? <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like him and his mom have a very unhealthy, <laughs> maybe too healthy of a relationship. I don't know. I mean. He's still out. <laughs> It's good to be honest with your folks. But there is a point. He's like, yes, mother, I am cuckolding this young man. And I'm very in love with her. And we're keeping it behind his back. And she's fucking a demon. And she's like, oh, well, as long as you keep your soul safe, you're okay. And then at the end, he's like, no, his soul, (laughs) it's gone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because even whenever like Mark confronts the mom, I was like, "Yeah, I know Anna." Yeah, yeah she's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I love, oh, I love your wife." Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> she's like, your she wife is best. so cool to me, which is weird to hear anyone say that about her because literally all you see of her in the movie is her cutting shit and screaming, and that is and acting it. like a complete psycho. Acting like a complete psycho. She's like, "Yeah, so I love Anna." I'm like, "You're fucking nuts." <laughs> She will murder everything. Yeah, but look at her nuts-ass son. <laughs> her son is fucking nuts, so... Yeah, he's like, oh, she's like a beautiful tornado <laughs> of anger and hatred and toxicity. She is so beautiful with her green spinning toxic glow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Heinrich, is, is, uh, Heinrich beats the shit out of Mark. <laughs> Yep. Because <laughs> Mark tries to swing on him, doesn't he? He's try to fight him, and then he's Mark like... Mark pushes him. Yeah. And then he proceeds to kick the shit out of him. Yes, because he In knows... In fact, sometime... pulling his leg up yes. backwards <laughs> to give him more force to kick him in the face yes. with. Mark is fucked up. He's bleeding all from his fucking face. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so he's just like, you know what? I'm a higher private investigator. I'll fi- figure out what's going on with my wife. I'm going to hire a guy who's better at fighting than me. So, yeah, I'm going to hire a big, tough guy to come back and Heinrich up. Hey, you Heinrich. He's like, oh, yes. 
Yes, I am. It's like, dance off now. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, this guy's good. <laughs> so, so Sam Neill in this movie is like, goodness gravy, I'm going to hire Goodness gravy. gravy, my wife's a cock. <laughs> so he hires a private investigator, uh, a private investigating agency. They send out one of their detectives. So uh, I need you to find out who's been dipping their fingers in my wife's gravy pot. <laughs> a gravy bowl. Who's been sticking their fingers in my wife's gravy? Who's been ladling her? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he. See, even the investigators don't act normal because he's the worst private detective detective ever. Like he's stumbling around, like running behind her. And yeah, stuff. and she'll like turn around. He'll run away. He'll be like, oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wasn't following you. <laughs> Pretty much. And, um, <laughs> and um, so he, he pretends to be the maintenance person at this apartment that she goes into. Apparently, she's been keeping a new place at a different side of town. Also, this is set in Berlin because uh, it'll probably come up later. It's set in Berlin around the Berlin Wall. Um, it's exposed in a lot of different shots. You clearly see it. It's a big thing. Does that have anything to do with the movie? Kind of. Maybe. Kind of. It's there's <laughs> definitely a socio political theme of some sort, especially with like the ending. Uh he's just like, I'm so tired of this wall, I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I want to divorce myself from Berlin, which is actually funny because uh Andre was actually going through a divorce from Poland. He uh he got kicked out of his home country of Poland. For something to do with one of the movies he shot, I didn't do any research on that because we just finished a movie a little bit ago. But um, but yeah, so he was also it was like, oh, it's just too push. It was just too pushing the limits too much. And they're like, no, it's just really fucking bad. Like, <laughs> it was so bad we kicked him out of bullet. <laughs> from what I, from what I skimmed, it was something that had to do with the, the making of the film or something he did in it. Also, fun little fact: I think we brought this up before, just because it popped in my head about like making films and like politics and stuff um when we were talking about blood and black lace and we we're talking about dubbing in italian films that's happened for years and years yes. and years you know why that is i forget we Do talked you? about it no i I did, I did not bring up this point <laughs> oh you didn't no oh, no i did then... not bring up why i found out why why because when whenever uh mussolini they were like in charge like whatever they want to make sure that you weren't putting any propaganda into your films so when we got sent away, they will make sure that there was a break in silence and everything like that. And then you would have to record over everything and send it to get checked off. So you aren't putting any, like, anti-political messages. Wow. <laughs> or any anti-fascist. That's interesting. Or any anti-fascist messages over your, in, in your dialogue. So they want to make sure that you have, here's your dialogue tracks you send to us. We'll make sure it's okay to put it over the film. Because <laughs> they didn't want anything that's talking bad about the government on it. Huh. Yeah. And it stayed that way. So all, so none of the stages were soundproofed. Why did it why, why did why did it continue that way though? Even after because, because none of the stages were soundproofed. Every place they didn't start they just used the same places they always shot. Oh, so it was like only that. like just in the streets or something. Yeah, not until like about like 2000 or late 90s did they start shooting with actual sound, live sound. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Up until then they dubbed everything. Yeah. I mean, in a way, like, it, it's kind of like, 
I bet it was it saved a lot of money than having to make sets and soundproofing and stuff like that. Yeah. It was just like, oh, we'll just dub over it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's all it's all political thing. They they didn't want any anti-fascist hot uh, take from bladed apples. <laughs> Fuck Mussolini. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> if you don't like that. <laughs> but th- I, I want to bring that up just because we were talking about, you know, foreign films getting made and how they do things behind the scenes. And if they don't like something, then you can get exiled <laughs> from or blacklisted. I mean, it happened here in America also, the whole blacklisting thing. And all that oh, stuff yeah. For socialism, for communists and all that. How terrible. <laughs> or being Japanese. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Yay. Or anything not white. (laughs) Right, pretty much. Uh, So, uh, yeah, he, uh, the the private investigator pretends to be the landlord or maintenance guy of of the complex. To check the windows. To check the windows. And while he's going around the windows, he comes across what's in the apartment is a tentacle creature of some sort. It's kind of Lovecraftian. That she has stated has made love to her all night. It's a yes. So it's wore out. Well, no, she says that's the other private investigator. Oh, I was yeah. Looking for this private investigator. <laughs> this private investigator fucking uh, uh, gets killed. <laughs> Anna stabs the fuck out of him with a glass or uh, a wine bottle. With a wine uh, with a shattered wine bottle. No, just a full wine bottle. <laughs> just, <laughs> just stabs him with with the yes with the rounded with the rounded side, um, and. Uh, uh, the other investigator, the guy that owns the investigating firm, is like, I need to find this detective because he's actually my lover. Uh, he's my husband or partner or whatever. Um, so they, he goes looking for him. He sees the creature, and he gets shot up with his own gun. Yeah, because Anna is impervious to bullets in that scene. Yeah, but well, that's the weird thing. Cause... And then she dies from bullets at the end? Yes. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, but the creature is impervious to bullets also. Yeah, but he was impervious. Yeah, later on, yeah. Anna. What? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because she's if he 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 knows whenever. Like, if she's if she's, he allows her to be bulletproof. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't no care. Idea. I don't know. I don't care. Anyways, <laughs> Mark is uh, so acting super crazy. Everybody's acting crazy. Everybody's acting wacky. Everybody's Except acting. Heinrich, he's really keeping his head on straight. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So yeah, so Heinrich, so uh, uh, Mark finds out where, does Mark find out? Oh yeah, he finds out the address because the private investigators tell him where it is. Yes, and he tells Heinrich where it is. Heinrich goes out there and he tries to uh, tries to have have sex time <laughs> with Hannah, but she's out of her fucking mind. Like even though she's acting completely like, ah, ah, like her eyes like looking all over the place and shit like that. Yeah, everything. everyone's like, oh man, she looks absolutely terrified. I can't wait to continue. Yeah, it's, it's like, just what like, are you talking about? At <laughs> no point is anybody ever just like, what? Why are you acting like this to anybody? Because everybody is out of their fucking mind. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Before that, also, uh, Mark starts an affair with, with the uh, teacher with the who teacher. looks exactly like. His wife. Because, yeah, Isabel and Johnny plays the teacher as well. And uh, Mark and her start having a fling also. And also maybe he's has something going on with Anna's best friend as well. Did they have a fling? Is I don't my know. Question it's kind of hinted she's at. Like, they're just laying there naked. She's like, you don't have to make love to me. And he's like, I didn't plan on it. Oh, to the and teacher. then that was it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like. So was it a fling? She was like, I just need to talk to you about Bob. And then he... 
It was like, hey, uh, while you're talking, I got to go talk to my husband's, I mean, my wife's lover. Mm-hmm. Do you mind getting my kid out of the bath? And then she's just like, oh, I just took over the house. It's like, just like washing dishes In 30 stuff. minutes, I've just cleaned your kitchen and I washed and put your boy to bed. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And yes. then she's like, hey, <laughs> you want to go lay down naked? Like, it's like, yeah. So okay. do I. Yeah. <laughs> Because she says that, you know, I mean, there's so many different, like, things that are happening in the movie and stuff. Because there there's, has to be an angle to this as well, is that she says that, like, hey, at home, whenever Bob is asleep, does he just, like, wake up screaming and going, like, like I don't know crazy? if the teacher was supposed to represent, like, the, the fondness he has of his wife. And then yes. Anna is supposed to be. So, okay, well, we'll, we'll get into a bit. Because it's the same actress. Yes, but there's something at the end about. There's two different versions of them that we we meet that are like more like the idea of what like, oh, it's like the devoted housewife and it's like the, you know, loving husband, you know, by the end. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's another parallel. And also another David Lynch parallel is that David Lynch loves doppelgangers and there's doppelgangers in this film. David Lynch loves having like two of the same in, in his films and stuff like that. So another parallel to David Lynch. This movie's very Lynchian. Um, but, uh, and Lovecraftian. But, uh, it's actually super Lovecraftian, more to think about it. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I uh, could go with that. Yeah. And so Heinrich goes to see, uh, oh yeah, what I was going to say about the kid though is is that she asks if he like wakes up screaming or like whatever. Oh and yeah. He's like, and he's like, no. She's like, yeah, because nap time, like every day the kid has like a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, and then when she stays the night, he does do that. Yeah, he does do that. But and so, she leaves in the middle of the night after he's nakedly calming his son down. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I like to hold my little boy against my skin. <laughs> I am talking about my penis. Oh, Bob. Oh, I'll, I'll deal with him also. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was masturbating in the hallway. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I hope you don't That's mind. how that movie goes. I don't mind my gravy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Heinrich goes there uh, to <laughs> confront Anna. He's like, good, I have found you. Oh, you are playing hard to get. <laughs> and, and then he sees the fuck monster. And then it blinds him temporarily. And then he opens up the refrigerator. Or and she opens the refrigerator and there's body yeah, parts. Yeah, there's body parts. In the, which I still don't understand. Why is she collecting body parts? And then she stabs him. Yeah, and then he yeah. runs. He runs away. <laughs> and then he, the first person he calls, not the police, not his mother, his loving mother, who's like loves hey. listening to him fuck. <laughs> yeah, she's like, man, my son's got it going on. Like he really knows how to give it to her. My my fifty five year old son. <laughs> he really loves giving it to that thirty year old wife. <laughs> um. I'm glad, as his mother, he, I, he lives with me <laughs> to, to cuckold people in my house. Yes. Um, Heinrich is such a doll. Um, he's, he's the best. He, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it, he calls Mark, and he's like, Mark, oh, Mark. <laughs> like, you have to meet me. It's Anna. Something's wrong with Anna. We have to help her. And he's like, oh. but I don't know. Just go, I don't know, go to the bar and I'll meet you there. And he's like, the bar? Like, I bleed it. He's like, ah, then sit and bleed for a while. And then hangs up the phone. 
And he's like, okay, I guess I'll go sit and bleed for a while. So he's just sitting fucking bleeding in the bar. Just drinking beer. <laughs> drinking beer. He gets drunk while he's bleeding out. And then Mark goes to visit him at the bar. And he's like, Anna's, Anna's killing people. And he's like, so? He's like, what the fuck do you mean, so? Look, she's killing people, you idiot. Like, you can't. She's chopping people up and putting them in the fridge. And he's like, yeah, and she stabbed me. And he's like, so what? It's like, it's like, okay, your apathy is annoying now. Like, you're just, I don't care. My heart's broken. Like, yeah. And then he murders Heinrich with a toilet. <laughs> in the most, like, we, like over-the-top possible way you could kill somebody is that he walking by Heinrich is in the bathroom just like washing his face or something yeah he goes to the trash in the kitchen of this bar yeah and for some reason there's an old shoe and, and a, feather, a feather a big feather <laughs> like not like a chicken feather or something like they would pluck from something that they were going to cook in a restaurant <laughs> like a fucking hawk feather yeah and a dirty shoe. Yeah. What's going on? Who the fuck knows? We found out, though. So he goes in, shoves the shoe into the toilet, fills the toilet up, and then makes himself throw up into the toilet with, with the, the feather. feather which, yeah. Instead why? of using your finger, you found a feather in the garbage. He found, yeah. It, it, it's like it would have been funnier if he just choked on the feather. <laughs> and then... Heinrich's like, where are you? Where are you, Mark? And he's like, oh, I'm sick. I'm so sick. And he's like, uh, I'm stabbed. Like, he literally says, like, I'm the one who's hurt. What the yeah. fuck? Is-? Yes. He's like, please help me. I'm sick. <laughs> and he's and then Heinrich, being the doll that he is, is like, okay, I guess I'll go help this sick guy while I'm bleeding out. And then he bashes Heinrich's head in with the top of the toilet. And then drowns him in the vomit in the toilet. And then leaves. And I don't know why. Because you had to kill the lover, man. Why? Because fuck him. He, he beat his ass earlier. Why? <laughs> so fucking this is that, that is this movie. Why? So I think, that, I think with, with what, what's supposed to be symbolic and why he's like trying to cover up everything Anna does, I think all of this... Is that no matter what he finds out that she's doing, all the people that are dead now because of her, because of like all this different stuff that happens, that he's always making excuses. And I guess it's symbolic of whenever you're going through a separation, you're always trying to make excuses for your partner still, no matter what it is. You know what I mean? No, I'm usually like, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people like like in toxic relationships or like breaks or whatever oh, will yeah, come yeah, up I with like excuses true. for their partner like all the time. And they'll, and they'll try to be like, oh, well, maybe if I just accept this part of them, they'll take me back. They'll take me back. And that's kind of what's happening in this whole film because like possession is almost like a double entendre also because I was about her being possessed, but it's like Who he's super possessive. Her? Yeah, everybody's like possessive <laughs> of her. And Mark is, like, excessively possessive as well. Like, he's super over-the-top, like, possessive. What was that her. fucking line Heinrich says? I own you because nobody can own you. Me, I, uh, um, I, I have the rights to you because I know that no one can claim rights to you. Yeah, and I was right. like, what? That's why he has rights to her. <laughs> like, what? And then he gets stabbed. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Bessie got drowned. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Bessie got killed. Um, I just like how he's like, we have to help her. And then he's like, no, I don't want to help her. He's like, okay, well, you have to send me on vacation. You're very rich. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> like, I need to get back with my harmony. Please send me on vacation. Send it's like, me to India. It's like, okay, after that, it's like, yeah, I kind of get bashing his head in. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, Heinrich's mom knows about... Oh, Mark blows up the house. <laughs> yes. Mark blows up the whole time while he's went to meet he Heinrich at the, the bar. Creature. Yeah, while, while he's... No, the, the, the creature's not there. Oh, the creature wasn't there. No. Oh. He doesn't see the creature. It's not there. Um, when She's, he goes to there, he, before he meets Heinrich at the bar, he goes there and turns the oven on, the gas on the oven, uh, or on the stove. He turns the gas on, and then he goes to the bar, and then he comes back to the house, to, to uh, Anna's apartment that uh, she's running out, and puts a heater on top of a book of matches? Yep. Uh, a heating coil? And then yeah. What is that for? To ignite the gas. Is that what that's for? Yeah, because it's going to burn the 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 coil is going to heat up and then hit the matches. The matches. No, gonna... I'm saying in like re and like what is that used for? Oh, a heating coil. Yeah, like the way he had it, it was like a whisk. Yeah, that was a yeah. heating whisk. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, what do you use that for? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, just to blow up houses. <laughs> that's what it's, that's what's for. Uh, this is this is the insurance fraud. Yes, um, <laughs> this was self was called an insurance fraud tool. <laughs> um, yeah, blows it up, um, and then he gets a call from Heinrich's mom, and she's like, "My beautiful, cucking son, <laughs> uh, is 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 gone. Have you seen him?" And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> Sure haven't. She's yeah. He's like, no, I haven't seen him. And she's like, well, I found him, and I found his body. It's like, then why are you asking? Yeah. You know where he is. I uh, went to the apartment number that he was at. There's just a smoldering hole there, and so I went to a nearby bar, and the cops were there, and there was a unidentifiable body, and nobody knew who it was because there's so much vomit on his face <laughs> that they're like. We don't even know who this is. Maybe you should clean the face. Like, no, that'd be gross. <laughs> I don't want to touch that. <laughs> Throw up. Um, but yeah, apparently his As they break dance out of the room. Like, <laughs> but she's like, his body. I know his body. He's my son. Because <laughs> I see him fucking all the time. I, I see him getting balls deep in your wife <laughs> like, every week. Yep, that's... <laughs> he's like, stop, please. <laughs> please, stop. Yes, I killed your fucking son. <laughs> So He's like, I to... see that gravy seeping out of the slit. <laughs> so he goes to see Heinrich's mom. And, and she's like telling He's him like, like, well, now I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> she's like, like, you're not as good as Heinrich. <laughs> I'm going to fuck your mom. <laughs> no, not my mother. He's like, yes, please. I would love to listen. <laughs> You can, I can fuck your wife while I watch you fuck my mom. <laughs> that is how this movie is. This is how people should be. Yes, um, very open, triangle, <laughs> mushrooms, India, vacation. <laughs> vacation. <laughs> All he ever wanted. <laughs> vacation. Heinrich want to get away. <laughs> um, but yeah, so his mom's like, yeah, uh, you know, because I mentioned it earlier, but she's like, yeah, you, you know, my son had a wife and a kid. 
also. And, uh, uh, yeah, he even said it in Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, she's like, yeah, now, you know, I, I'll never be able to see my son. Fuck ever again. So I have no reason to live on this planet and takes a handful of pills and, and immediately dies. <laughs> and the window opens to without, let her soul out. Without vomiting all over herself or anything, it's a very clean death from swallowing a lot of pills. <laughs> Because that's how it happens. If you just take a bunch of pills, you just go to sleep, and that's all. Yep. You don't. Your your body doesn't react in any way except for that. <laughs> nope. No convulsions. No convulsions. No foaming at the mouth. Yep. Vomiting up. No, nope, you just go. Ah, oh, I no longer see my son's penis. Yeah. And then you kill yourself. <laughs> what is she Italian? Ah, uh, oh, my son is just sappy. <laughs> And Ricky. And Ricky Giuseppe. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, Sam Neill goes back home. Mark goes back home. Yeah, and he's like, oh. and uh, 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 Anna's best friend, Margie? Yes. Uh, is coming down the, the elevator. Door. Yeah, and she's bleeding out. She's all stabbed up. Her throat's cut. And he's like, oh. And he's like, God. bye. Runs up the stairs. Oh, no, he carries her up the stairs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, Anna, did you do this? It's like, I sure did. Credits now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> laugh track. Clapping, <laughs> clapping. It's a regular Dick Van Dyke. Heinrich's Mike. ghost breakdancing in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> um, and so... Uh, true beauty and art. Yes. So uh, uh, she's like, yeah, I did. He's like, oh, don't worry. We could cover this all up. And she's like, all right. Whatever. He's like, you know, drive a motorcycle? Because he just, he just took Heinrich's motorcycle. He just took it. Yep. And nobody was like, oh, well, hey, the, we found uh, him dead. Yeah, we found this dead person's motorcycle that you're driving around. We got to take you in. He's like, no, I'm a spy. I can do what I want. <laughs> I work for the government. Like, oh, he's international man of mystery. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so they kept to get rid of the body. And then uh, he goes to Anna. He goes... Where does he go? Where, he doesn't go to the house. The house is blowing up. Is it back at their place? He goes to the teacher's house. And Anna's there? No, no. no he, he goes, goes to he the goes, teacher's house to, to drop, drop off Bob. Bob. Yeah, but then he gets rid of the body. But then he goes to see Anna. Anna's fucking that creature. Where what? is that at? Th- that is a different place. I have no idea where it is. Yeah. No idea where it is. But also, he for some reason asked the taxi to drive into a cop's car. Well, that, that happens a little bit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I thought that was the same time. He goes there. He finds her wrapped up like the tentacle monsters. Like, it's starting to grow features. It's getting, like, hair. It's hair and stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, on top of her. Like, they they show this thing fucking her. Yeah. And she's just like, almost. She's moaning almost, almost. Almost. And what does Mark say? Yes. No, Mark, Mark replies with something. He's like. I thought he said yes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think he just said yes. Oh, does like he? Mr. Burns style. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Um, Home already, Mark? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, he goes, he leaves, and then he gets pulled over one one of the his business associates. And they're like, hey, uh, your successor, not working out. 
we need you to do a mission still. And he's like, no. And he starts talking about this fucking dog. That oh, died. my God. He brings up the fucking dog dying under his port. He was apparently just just droves of dogs come to die at this child's porch. <laughs> underneath it. Underneath it. He's like, you know how dogs always come under your porch and die. And it's like, <laughs> how no. How many times have you had this happen? He's like, there's a mass migration of elderly dogs that die under my porch. Yeah. <laughs> like, it happens all the time, every year. All the dogs that are going to die in the world come to my porch. <laughs> they have ducks fly them from cooler regions to come die under my porch. <laughs> yes. And, uh... <laughs> and then the guy is like, don't you think it's silly to worry about the dogs? And it's like, what? <laughs> That's what you got out of his story? And he's just like, I guess I'll go to admission anyways. So I guess he goes to, for, uh, so I skimmed the Wikipedia plot just to, just to make sure it's okay on something. So that was Margie's house that everybody's in front of. Why were they going there? Because I guess he, I guess they found the body and then all the cops went there. And one of the officials are there. They couldn't have found the body because it was in his trunk. Oh, yeah. You see the car drive off also. Yes. And the, and the body falls out of the trunk. Right. Yeah, where were they at our house? I have no fucking idea. It makes no sense. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> this episode's <laughs> over. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah, I'm kind of hazy on all that shit. Um, because he goes there and the... So he hops into a cab and he puts the gun in the back of the, the cabbie's head. He's like, I want you to drive as fast as you can and slam into that cop car. And yeah, and he was just like, yes, sir. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't have a choice like that or we get fucking shot. So well, like, yeah, but at the same time, it wasn't like, like Sam Neill gets out of the car. Like, he tucks and rolls. <laughs> yeah, and that guy had plenty of time to be like, like oh, nope. he's not in here. He may nope. not notice. He, I guess he bailed like guess, the last second. Yeah, like, and then he smashes into the fast, cop yeah. car and then just jumps out the window and runs away. He runs off, yeah. And Sam Neill, instead of taking cover, just starts running down the street and immediately gets shot in the back. Yep. Immediately gets shot in the back. And then he turns around and shoots one of the guys who was talking to him about being a spy earlier. Yeah. and so Which, he, why is he with the cops at Margie's house? I don't know. And, and everything blows up in front of the house. Yes. <laughs> all the every, cars all blow the car, up. And they blow up like one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, he runs into a building, goes up this, runs up the stairs, and he's bleeding out pretty bad. Anna shows up, and she's like, I'm so happy I found you. Goes up there, and with her is another Mark. Yep. <gasps> because the creature has now taken the form of Mark. And all these government guys show up at the bottom, and they machine gun them all to death. Although now... Except that, for the creature. Now Anna is not impervious to bullets for some reason. And they have a big old bloody kiss. Yeah, and then she's like, oh man, you know what? I, I may have fucked up. I may, <laughs> you know, I might have overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> and they kiss and they die. And then they die. Arms. And, and then the creature hands a gun to a girl. Yeah, just some girl sitting there standing looking off. She's like, huh? And he's like, take this. Shoot them. How do you want to finish this? It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he climbs out the out Climbs the out the window. Yeah. And uh, runs off. And he, we show the teacher with Bob. 
And she, there's a knock on the door. And Bob starts screaming, don't open it. Don't open it. Don't open it. And drowns himself. And, he, and the then bathtub. he <laughs> screams that till he runs to the tub, which is already filled. They just keep it ready. <laughs> just ready for a kid to drown himself. In this in. amazing apartment for a teacher, by the way. Yeah, it's great on teacher's um, salary. And uh, drowns himself in the tub, not by like forcing himself down or weighting himself down. He just lays into the tub <laughs> and drowns and dies. It really knows how people commit suicide. It gets it. Um, <laughs> Sam Neill is on the outside of a glass door, dry humping it. Um, uh, everything, everything starts to go dark, and you just hear explosions. You just hear explosions, and you see the teacher staring into the camera. And then, where's my mind starts playing by the pixies. <laughs> Where is my mind? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Official yeah, Donnie Darko soundtrack. Yeah, the, the movie just the movie just ends. That's it. Because socio political commentary on divorce. <laughs> well, I mean about what was going like Berlin and all that about like the fear of war and all that stuff and somehow made him think of his divorce. All that stuff. Along with a messy divorce story where everybody's acting insane. Everybody acts like a crazy person. Every single person. You'll start feeling like a crazy person you watching feel, this. I, I can say this about Possession. is that I, I like Possession because it, it, Possession is, is nothing. It's like nothing you've seen before. It's very unique. <laughs> it's very unique. I, I can't think of a movie quite like Possession. <laughs> nope. And I mean, for some people, it may be way too artsy. Like, that turns a lot of people off, where it's just like, oh, you're just so deep, man. You just don't get it. I, like, it's I very mean, artsy-fartsy in a lot of ways. It is extremely <laughs> artsy-fartsy. And yeah. I don't, I, typically, I don't mind that kind of thing. But sometimes it's like, with the amount of how crazy people are acting, I'm like, it almost takes away, in a sense, to me, like. How every line is delivered. Yeah, it's just like it's like, what are you saying? Yeah, like, and every like even like the writing is like kind of pretentious on so much. It's like, oh yes, it's faith and yes, I I miscarried to Sister Chance and left her at Sister Faith. But even that like, before what that, what the fuck are you talking about? But even like, before that, she's talking about Chance and Faith in that video reel that got left for Mark. Right. Where, I, where, there's a whole thing with like the ballerina and stuff, like her teaching. Yeah, just Dancers. doing ballet, and that was, like, one thing. Yeah. And know. it was a video that she had sent him from the past where she turns around and is talking to him. Yes. Yeah. In the now. <laughs> yes. I... I mean, the movie's all just symbolic of a lot of emotions that... I mean, it definitely Anjay portrays... Was going through at the time through a very bad divorce and separation and him done with that and his depression... Right, this movie made his depression a lot worse. <laughs> so. Yeah, I could have met. Well, apparently it was so bad that the lady wanted to kill herself after the movie, you said. Well, she, she got depressed in making, after making it. I mean, you know, they were asking a lot of Isabella Johnny. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And they didn't I mean, think they were going to be able to get her for the movie because she was already... She didn't get a line that wasn't screamed. <laughs> she was always... She was, she was already super popular. Uh, she's already a well-known actress at the time, unlike Sam Neill at the time, who wasn't that well-known. Um, this came out the same year, though, as Omen 3, starring Sam Neill. There you go. <laughs> Which, uh, that's a piece of crap, too, but I kind of like it. I kind of like Omen 2 and 3 as well. Yeah. That's, he's the president in that, right? Yep, he's the president. 
It's so bad. Um, but yeah, uh, possession is it's very unique. I, I say if you can hunt it down, give it a watch. The, uh, this one company, where's the Blu-ray at? It's right here. What company put that Blu-ray out? I think uh, Umbrella. Umbrella? Umbrella put out a Blu-ray release of it now, so it's oh, easier there's to find. Oh, there's all... a nice picture of her creamy miscarriage. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Right, right on the on box. The yep. Oh, and there's a picture of the monster fucking her. This nice. is a great box. Uh, Umbrella <laughs> Entertainment and TFI Films. There you go. You can find it for about 30 bucks uh, if you're interested in watching it. I think it's one of those movies that if you want a conversation starter in your collection... <laughs> This is a, this yep. is a, a great film to put on uh, with uh, maybe a new spark. You you have a, a friend over, and you're you're thinking, man, he's looking great, or she's looking amazing, or they're looking so hot. You know what would really get the mood going? Is this giant fucking tentacle monster fucking the shit over? And if they're in the anime, they may be used to this kind of thing. <laughs> They'd probably be like, oh, one tentacle? I'm going to put this on, guys. Guaranteed slip and slide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you are like, whatever you're into, it's happening. Turn, turn <laughs> it's the spout off. Because it's. No way is this going to backfire on you. <laughs> no, they're not going to leave thinking you're about to murder them. <laughs> no way are they going to leave but a quarter way into this film. <laughs> yeah, so, Possession. That's a movie. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. The movie that makes you go, my gut says maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Anyways, oh God. anything to add? Gravy! <laughs> Goodness gravy. That's we're it. never going to review another Sam Neill film. No, we're done with Sam Neill forever. Next week, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Next week, Omen 3. Uh, I should have the Omen collection right over there. But uh, yeah. Omen 3, my son is a brontosaurus. <laughs> Bronto burgers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> Brings us to our next segment. Another curation of Blaze's video game cabinet of curiosities. Cabinet whatever. Of whatever. <laughs> All right. What video game are we talking about? Uh, so today we're talking about a game that is also kind of brain fucky. Not so much as possessed where you're like what the fuck am i watching but it is a game called sweet 776 okay um it is by the developer is uh stanislaw trakowski okay or stanislav uh, stanislav i think okay how you pronounce that trakowski and it is published by turnbex games um so the story is kind of vague, is that the beginning is just a small intro of words that are, there was this woman named Mary. She was a very amazing architect, but she's remembered for all of the wrong reasons. Uh, she had hung herself and died in her apartment, and she left her seven-year-old son. And no one ever had proof 
of her, I guess, even though everyone remembers her. Hmm. So you find the suite, 776, and there's a bell at the end of the room Mm -hmm. that you must ring. Okay. And they don't really tell you why. Right. And it's like, I just, and the guy that you're playing, guy or gal, I'm I'm not sure, some kind of reporter, uh, that you're playing is just very vague about like, okay, I have to do this and then I have to get out of here. I, even if I die, I have to do this. And it's like, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. So you walk in you see all the art and they're like, you find a note from somebody else saying, I survived sweet 776 and this is what happened. And uh, also I'm trapped and this makes no sense. Like this apartment is way too big. Like how does this apartment make any sense? So you're walking through and there's like a bunch of weird hallways leading into this room that has a little desktop bell on it. Why? They don't really tell you. Okay. So you go through like this entire weird laid out apartment and ring the bell and then you start hearing noises and then you go back and nothing happens and you go to the front door and as you're leaving, I was ready to leave. I was just like, no, fuck it. Okay, I guess that's the game. And then it's like, I should ring the bell one more time. And then you go back and you ring the bell again. And it says, the bell has been rung twice now. And it's like, wait, what? And then a door just flies open at the end of the hall. You're like, okay. So you go into the door. And in the door, it says, you can figure it out. And then you can see me. And written in blood on the wall. And you're like, okay. And there's a box with a bunch of inlays in it. And you go up to the stairs and there is a locked door. You go back down and it says, on the wall outside now, it says, you should ring the bell again. (laughs) So you go back, you ring the bell, letters come up, the bell has been rang a third time. And then then the the song, song, Ring My Bell, plays. Yes. Ring my Um, bell. (laughs) Then another door flies open. You go up to the door and it slams shut on you, and it is locked again. And then it creaks open, and then you can see inside that it says, I'm creeping up behind you. And you just, like, go in there, and you find a screwdriver, and you don't know what the screwdriver's for, and you go back, and then it's like, hey, you know what you should do? Ring that fucking bell. You (laughs) ring the bell. It says, you've rang the bell four times now, and you come back, and there is a scary-ass dead lady just shaking in the hall. You're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and it's a, it, it, is, it has multiple endings. I only got uh, through one. It takes about 50 minutes to beat. It's two, okay. $2 on Steam. All right. But it is an interesting play, and it is very different. Was Paige with you whenever you played it? No! Did you call Paige? No. Are you playing it? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Oh, so how many pages do you give this? <laughs> I give this uh, zero out of ten pages because I didn't call her because I'm a brave little boy. <laughs> I only peed twice. <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of you, very big boy. Yes, well, me, we, big boy, I'm, me, go. I'm gonna give you some ice cream after this. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, so Sweet 776, I would say uh, it is an interesting game to try out for, I mean, 
two, three dollars, like you might as well give it a shot. It's got yeah. great reviews. I mean, the game does sound pretty sweet. What do you mean? Oh, you son of a bitch. Take him a sec. Okay. Rudoyal rules. Okay, we're done here. <laughs> yes. All right. That means we're not. Anything else on it? No. Okay. That was it. Next segment. Another entry into mythology biology. All right. So, is this a story about doppelgangers? Not at all. Is it about a tentacle fuck monster? Kinda. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's about spooky ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, huh? All right. Uh, today we're going to talk about another ghost from India. Okay. Called a behut. <laughs> okay. A butt. <laughs> B-H-U-T. Behut. <laughs> behut. They were originally ancestral spirits who, if venerated, protected and provided for their descendants. But if they were not given uh, proper tribute or burials or anything like that, they could turn into an evil entity that would start killing off parts of the family. Okay. So That's reasonable. Makes sense. Yeah. So um, they usually would, it would be like they were starving if you weren't, giving them enough attention or uh, giving them the rights. So they would end up starving and turning into like a deceitful spirit that started haunting the house and trying to feed off everyone. Yeah. And the main thing that they like to feed off and crave is milk. And the way they would get that milk is that they would find the babies in the house and suck the milk out of them that they got from their mothers. <laughs> so I thought this was pretty fucked up like that movie. Yes. Is that? Yes. yes. <laughs> this is this is the story here, buddy. Okay. Continue. The most famous type of them are the restless ghost souls that are uh, those who did not have the proper burial, and they uh, frequently just stay around the area of where their death happened. Which makes it very hard to get baby milk. <laughs> no. Depending, unless you died in a nursery. <laughs> <laughs> You're set then. But uh, they were um, also, uh, if, if these kind of behuts different from the family ones because they didn't have a family and they were just kind of like, like street people who had ended up dying and nobody cared about and never had a proper burial. So they become more like a vampire. Mm-hmm. But they are also able to change form, change shape, and look like other family members. So, well, I guess it is kind of a doppelganger in a sense. Yeah. So, but... Uh, You're like, well, this worked out way better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, so... Um, I meant to do this. I did mean to do this. <laughs> now that I'm reading it. Um, but they actually have special shrines and altars for these uh, ghosts. This is really similar. It's reminding me kind of a what's that creature we talked about? Yeah, you see, this is why I called you about it because I'm like, did we talk about it? We talked about a uh, uh, pa pa pa. It's another Indian one. Pa, it's in that game. Yeah, it was that game, the one that we you had to like 
it, it just keeps on eating. A perk, perk, da? Yeah. Perk, perk, yeah. Perk, yeah. Yeah, the ones that just keep on eating and they, they can't satisfy their hunger. It sounds yeah, like but these guys that. like milk and blood. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you had to make like a, you had to make a little uh, offering for them also. Yeah, and... Uh, Prada, right? What? Prada. Prada. Prada, not Prada. Yeah, thank you. It is a Prada. But yeah, so they actually have shrines for these called Bahandras or Bahutstans. Mm. Uh, and they are created to be a shelter for them. And it is supposed to be a place where these spirits can go and get food and milk and stuff like that to satiate them and honor them. There's actually a festival that they hold called the... Uh, Great Milk Festival? The Great Milk Festival, yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't want to say it wrong, but, but it's spelled K-O-L-A or like the Cola Festival. <laughs> is this Cola? <laughs> sure. The Cola Festival. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, they can also be known as Boutini. Okay. So, what the Jawas say. Yeah, Boutini. Boutini. <laughs> but yeah, so, there you go. That's the mythology biology for today. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good story. It actually worked out pretty well with the... Uh, Unexpectedly, because I, yeah. I saw the shape changer thing, but I didn't really think about it. And then I was like, oh, you know, weird bomb, weird milk mob thing. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. Right. You get a nice little tell, and then you, you know, good video game recommendation with the uh, adaptation of uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yep, that's the one. The video game. Sweet Life of Zack and 666. <laughs> Way different. Yes. <laughs> Way different from the show. Not what you would think. No. <laughs> Heartwarming yet chilling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's another episode of Bladed Apples. Uh, in the motherfucking bag. And the, put it in the fucking trick-or-treat bag, man. There you go. Sorry it was a little late. Uh, we you starting the new job, and I was in Atlanta for a little bit. So yeah, it was, yeah, schedules were. Schedules kind of got off. Um, but we'll be, try to be back on track a little bit. We don't know what we're going to do next week. Yeah, um, I vote we do... Uh, the VHS tape I have coming. Oh, yeah. If that gets here in time, we should do that. Wings Hauser, man. Yeah, it's got George Kennedy, Wings Hauser. What's it called? Nightmare. What is it? Nightmare, not Nightmare City. Nah. Nightmare City's right there. I'm looking at the Umberto Lindsay film. It is not Nightmare City. It is. It is. Nightmare at Noon. Nightmare at Noon. That's right. So yeah. it should. It, it was already shipped yesterday. So hopefully okay. it'll show up by like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, with George Kennedy and Wingshauser, and it looks like some type of zombie film kind of thing. I don't know. Infected people. Yeah, it's like film. the crazies. Yeah. But more innocent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not as dour as. The oh yeah, the cra- <laughs> The that I I never understood like i didn't hate the new crazies but it was like people are like oh that's a good movie i'm like yeah but you watch the original crazies and you leave just sad yeah like it is a sad no, I like, I like the remake with timothy oliphant i don't mind like it one. i don't mind it but i love the original one yeah yeah it is just a sad movie but uh yeah so if you do want to reach us you can on the email bladedapplespod at gmail.com i haven't checked the email in a while so i don't know if anybody said anything or not maybe <laughs> probably not but you can also reach us on the instagram at blade apples podcast um 
If you would like to request a movie or want to hear our opinion on something or hot takes, or if you want to hear why I'm not the biggest fan of the Nolan Batman films and why Blaze really doesn't like them, well, you can message us and maybe we'll do a bonus episode on it. Who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, thanks to Stefan Myers for doing our art. Check him out. Instagram, Stefan Mize, or at Crawling Panther Tattoo Parlor. Out of Old Cala, Florida. That's where tattoos. Great guy. Blaze for uh, co-hosting and doing the music and editing. Pulling a lot of weight there, bud. Well, I'm not very good at hosting, so <laughs> I got to do something. <laughs> Me neither, so it's all right. Nah, you're great. Uh, but, uh, yeah, other than that. That's it. That's it. Fuck you. <laughs> See ya, fuckers. So <laughs> next time, fuck you. Wait. Uh, we forgot. I forgot Scully. We forgot about Scully, our mascot. Yeah, Scully's right there. And he says, oh, See you later, fucker. <laughs> yeah, it's special parents from our mascot, Scully. Yeah, you're going to need to take a little picture of him. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, there's no lighting right now because the sun's going down. No, but... it's fine. <laughs> take him! <laughs> take him! He's dead! <laughs> He's dead! He's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yes, until next time, fuckers, yeah. remember... <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Every day is Halloween. So and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>